energize. It's your weekly dose of all things geeky. Class is paying 101. The instructor's Casey Jones. Movies, comic books, movies based on comic books. Excelsior! Video games, toys, TV shows. Professional wrestling. It's still real to me, damn it! <laughs> all the things you got made fun of for in high school. Come on, you fuckers think that just because a guy reads comics he can't start some shit? So grab your action figures, bag and board your comics, and roll for initiative. It's time to talk nerdy to me. That's right, not Don Bacon. It is time to talk nerdy to me, where it's an all-new episode you can tell by the smell emanating from Talk Nerdy to Me Worldwide Headquarters. It's an all-new episode, and um, yeah, what's up? It, actually, it is Donna Bacon oh, now. Oh, um, oh, 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 yeah. oh. <laughs> is, is that her stage name? I don't know if she's told everyone yet. But, uh, oh, yeah. oh, oh, okay. I see what you're saying now. <laughs> oh, I get it. I did jokes. I get it. Also, right. if he's listening, happy belated birthday. Oh, Donna. I get it. I get jokes. <laughs> Yeah, happy belated birthday to Don Bacon, who will hear this eventually. Boy. Presumably. Yeah, hey, yeah, we hope so. And get get his name right. It is Moistadon. Oh, ooh, yeah. Moistadon. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. Gross, but probably true. Probably true. Yeah, that was a weird introduction. I don't know, but... Um, yeah. I think we got nothing. Yeah, it yeah, it's whatever. So, uh, all new episode Talk Nerdy to Me. Uh full episode this week. It's going to be yeah. a good one. I can't promise that. I don't know. Whatever. Uh um, gang's all here. Yeah. Starting on time. It's crazy. The family's back together. We don't get to play the Where in the World is Julian song this week. So, <laughs> damn it. Boo. Yeah, I know. You're here. We know where you are now. We know where in the world Julian is this week. I'm here disappointing my family. It's fine. Oh, wow. <laughs> At the time of this recording, we know the whereabouts. Yeah. Dick Cheney's alive and Julian's on the show. That's the sound I need. Yeah, it is. Yeah. The sound of this recording. Dick Cheney's alive. Da 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 da. Da 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 da. I don't what know. What on earth are you doing? Uh-oh, uh-oh. Jokes for one is Chris what we're doing right now. Chris is in the game now. You're in, buddy. He said something. You're, you're in, buddy. You were quiet for a minute, so every time you're quiet for 45 seconds or more, I play this. Every time you're quiet for 45 seconds and then you say something, I just play that sound. To show that it takes 45 seconds for you to get your balls free and you can get in on this. Is everyone doing good? Everyone doing all right? Julian, how was wherever the fuck you were last week? Before Las Vegas, and yeah. it was fantastic. Yeah. I want to go back. Fuck Kentucky. Or how's, uh, how do they always say it when they're in, when they're on, when they're in Vegas on Wheel of Fortune? Damn. Fabulous. Las Vegas, yeah. Nevada. Uh. <laughs> 
Or it's I a... would say at the uh, Flamingo Hotel. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, look at you being fancy. Yeah, fancy AF. Over there at the, the kids fl- Yeah, I don't know what the kids say. I tell them to get off my lawn. I don't get to hear them talk. But uh no, uh Vegas, oh, I love Vegas. I'm with you like I've I've been once and all I want to do is just go back. Because Man, I could uh if I could afford to, I would go there probably like 6 times a year. Oh I'm yeah. At least twice. Uh, I love it. Like I love everything about it. It's it's awesome. Drugs. I love the crime. <laughs> the in and out burger. It's it's in and out. Normally just hate everyone. There, I'm a completely different person. Yeah. I'm like sticking things up my butt. <laughs> um, no, evidently I, uh, I don't know. Vegas is just awesome because it's one of those places. It's almost like a, uh, it's almost like an amusement park for adults, you know, except it's yeah. the whole city. So you're just walking around people are like yelling and fighting in one spot other people are getting money in the other and like i'm just ya- randomly yelling at people wearing kentucky stuff because we're <laughs> everywhere so, it's awesome. yeah it's like the city of um fighting money changing hands probably drug deals and hand jobs like just all on the street like you walk down the street no matter how far you go and people giving you flyers for some dumb show that you don't want to go see. Uh, that's like, no matter how long you walk, it could be 30 seconds or 30 minutes, you're going to run into all four of those things. Yeah, it's amazing because I see like, you'll see, I'll fall in love like every 10 minutes because you'll see like the hottest chicks you've ever seen. And yep. then you'll see a, a, a truck that says some stupid show about all seven Harry Potter movies in 74 minutes or some shit. I don't even know what that's about, so. I gotta go back. Yeah, we need to go back. Yo, we gosh, back. can you imagine the live show from Las Vegas? I mean, it would never happen. <laughs> I mean, we'd go to Vegas. Yeah, with the intention of doing a show, but then it happened. Yeah, it would. Something would derail. Something is like I'm not getting locked on a hotel roof, y'all. Y'all are just <laughs> forever. I'm that kid from the Sandlot who gets like really into something, and then you just never see him again. Yeah, we just catch you at like the uh, the Jimmy Buffett slot machine all weekend. Well, I had every intention of doing maybe one or two videos, or even a longer video, but I was literally, you know, I wasn't sober from the moment I hit the ground. <laughs> the moment I it was just like I. I, I like a four-day stupor. Yeah, so. yeah. That, I expect nothing less from you, Julian. Yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> proud of you, man. Yep. I am proud. Well, like I finally achieved my, uh, my true potential. Living your best life. <laughs> oh, man. So, um, oh, my gosh. So, it's, uh, it's a big weekend. It's uh, another one of those weekends where Disney's competing against itself in the theaters because it's a holiday weekend uh tomorrow is uh we celebrate america by blowing up a small part of it with the fourth of july uh one year ago at this time we were doing a tournament for the best aquatic creature movie oh yeah remember that good times that was was fun you can hear that in our archives uh which we'll explain how to get access to the archives later uh but this this year on the 4th of July, we've, we're going a more traditional route with our show this week. And because uh, um, we can't talk Stranger Things because that doesn't come out until tonight. 3 
yeah yeah, yeah not mm. not doing mm. that but uh uh, that article that I sent you guys, uh, if we have a chance to see some Stranger Things stuff before next week, that might be a good topic for next week. Uh, awesome. That's true. Because we haven't, we have, I don't think we've ever talked about that. Now it's like an actual topic. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that might be something for next week. That's what we call a big market tease at a small market price. So <laughs> can, we, uh, can we take a slight step back? I yeah, just want to laugh. Yeah in marvel's face for just a second wow okay I don't, I don't do this often but so look i love marvel i love the mcu anyone who listens to the show knows that but they did this big whole air quotes re-release of avengers endgame a new scene at the end and an intro from the directors and makes this big push to go back and see it one more time and i was like at first, I was like, all right, cool, yeah. I, mean, I wanted to see it again before I left theaters. Here we go. Why not? This is awesome. Way to go, Marvel. I wonder what deleted scene they're putting back in or what's going on. And then you're, no, 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 no. We're not adding anything to the movie. We're just going to throw some shit after it. And I'm like, okay, weird, but whatever. I was going to go at some point anyway. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll go see whatever tribute or whatever, you know, deleted scene in a tribute and an intro from the director. I'm like, all right, cool, fine, whatever. Then, like, two days after the initial announcement, they announced these special features for the Blu-ray release. Guess what's going to be on the Blu-ray? Uh, the intro from the directors. Right scenes, <laughs> an intro from the directors, a tribute to Stan Lee, and at that point I was just like, fuck you, Marvel. Uh, you, literally, they did this last minute, you know, hey, we need a weekend before Spider-Man comes out because we don't want to trip over our own toes, yep. uh, where we can push, uh, let's push Avengers hardcore again because we really, really, really want to beat Avatar. And did they? Uh, they they brought in a whopping uh, five point six million dollars. Yeah, I mean, which would leave them another uh, like thirty nine point something million short of beating Avatar. Well, so you know what? Suck it, Marvel. I hope you don't beat Avatar. Wow. Okay. That kind of shit pisses me off. Man. I mean, I'm impressed because they made about five point nine million dollars more than me this weekend. Um, mm -hmm. So I mean, I got to give them that. But in the grand scheme of things, yeah, that's not. Not probably what they were hoping for. <laughs> like, I was all for it. I knew there was going to happen because they were close enough. I knew there was going to be some kind of a big push down the road. I didn't think they would do it this close to Spider-Man being released, but I get it. Summer was, you know, season's here. It's about to be crowded. And and to be fair, Avatar had a re-release that counted towards its total, too. So I, I wasn't like... And when they first announced it, I wasn't dogging on them. I was like, all right, cool, fine. If Avatar can re-release, sure, they can, too. But when Avatar re-released, at least it had like 20 minutes of footage put back in the movie. Like it was a different cut of the movie. Marvel's literally just throwing Blu-ray extras after the credits to try to get people back to the theaters. Like that, that pisses me off. But I don't know if I'm more or less pissed off that I knew what was going to be on the Blu-ray before this weekend or after. Like if I'd found out afterwards, I don't know if I'm more pissed off now or if I would have found out after the fact. When is enough enough, Marvel? It's not. That's not enough. Uh-oh. Never. Not enough. Yeah. It's not a stupid question. What about with the stuff, though? Oh, enough with is... With the stuff, enough is never it's enough. It's never enough with the stuff. I was want Mo. <laughs> That's why they call you Mo. <laughs> Mo Rutherford right. Peacock. That's why they call you Mo. It's my Christian name. <laughs> it's my government uh, name. No. <laughs> 
I don't I don't dog on Marvel much because uh, they haven't really given me costume much, but this was just like a shameless cash grab and it pissed me off. So yeah, that was uh, it was kind of shameless. And yeah, you're right. You we we did kind of see it coming that they would uh, they would try and do something to kind of limp to the barn to try and make it across that finish line. But uh, yeah, so close. Yet so far, not close okay. enough. We're getting to that point where you said earlier, again, uh, that you know, once again, Disney's competing with itself, and it's like, yeah. yeah, that's that's how many times are we going to congratulate Marvel for breaking their own record? Because <laughs> Spider-Man: uh, Far From Home set a new record for opening. Uh, it was opening day, I think, or something like that. Some record for like advanced first day release of yeah like, like that preview night, night. Like, yeah yeah yeah, Brian yeah. Preview night, which, which is like that's great and then you look at like the previous record set by another marvel movie right okay way to go marvel you beat yourself <laughs> and that's our job beating ourselves <laughs> we're the masters of that. my favorite part of the day <laughs> uh, have you seen far from home yet tonight oh in about three hours, if you want to join us. Ooh. For the invite, Dick. Ha! It happened about 30 minutes ago. True. Oh, sorry. You're a goddamn liar. Yeah. I can, I can, I can see the conversation. Right? <laughs> That's what I heard. <laughs> I don't no, know. I, uh, I have to work tomorrow, so I can't do anything. It's fucking bullshit. Sorry, boo. Uh, How is it that I have to work tomorrow on July 4th? <laughs> Yeah, really, you're the most American one out of all of us. This is better than Christmas, and I have to fucking work tomorrow. I also have to. Do give they them... not know who you are? I know, right? Evidently not. Or they're all. This is all a cruel joke. Everybody at work, which is like, oh fuck him, we're gonna take off. Uh, He's going to Vegas. He'll be fine. Do we need to write them a note and like, do you realize Julian is the national ambassador for all things America? All we need <laughs> to do is just extend it into like a. Go ahead. I was just going. Oh. I'm probably going to extend it until like the next ninety days. Just shoot fireworks. <laughs> I was just every day is the Fourth of July yeah. when you're Julian. All we have to do is just send them, uh, give them a link to your uh, Imaginarium guest post, uh, like your bio. <laughs> that's just like he's an expert and uh, a source of all things firearms in America. <laughs> just by far and away my favorite that. bio <laughs> on the entire webpage. It's my favorite bio on the whole page because it's just so damn funny. And true. It is 100% true. They're, and they're they're just going to reconsider and probably not even let me in. You guys are going to stink me in the back door. That's which is been how warned. I like it. <laughs> They've been warned. Yeah, they, they, they know. <laughs> they're aware. As long as everybody's on the up and up. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. Everybody's in on it. They're, they're good. Mm-mm-mm. So, that so, begs the question. Yeah. Are we going to? Uh, I guess. I guess we'll do. Uh, we'll do the topic that I suggested first. Sure. We'll build to the main event because uh, what's more American on this fourth of this special Fourth of July ish edition, Fourth of July Eve, where after the show we're gonna go leave our milk and cookies out for Steve Rogers um, <laughs> when he comes to visit your house on every episode. I'm leaving Coors Light out for Kid Rock, yeah. <laughs> By the way, uh, episode title is Born on the 4th of July-ish. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I like that one. I'm going to write that down so that I don't forget that. Hold on. 
<laughs> born. Hold on, ready? All right. Born on the 4th of July. Dot, 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 ish. All right. Got it. Um, so what's more American than space and traveling to space and just making space our bitch? Nothing. Exactly. Russia to it? Oh. Yeah, America won the space race because we're the best at everything. And, you know, it's often been a joke when a, when a, especially a horror franchise runs out of gas, send them to space. Now, there are exceptions, Jason X, mm -hmm. but uh, there are, you know, uh, franchises that fall into that, um, Leprechaun, Hellraiser. It's kind of, it's kind of a joke. Uh, you know, when when your horror franchise runs out of ideas, you just kick its ass to space. But, well, I I wouldn't call Jason X an exception to that. Oh, it, you, it, you it, hush your it, mouth. I'm not saying Jason X is bad. I'm just saying look at nine. Yeah. And then what do you do from there? I don't know. Fucking go to space. That's called. It happened to work out fairly well for the franchise, but yeah. That's called uh, padding time before we can make Freddy versus Jason. Which, by the way, interesting fact, interesting side note, is that uh, the the company, whatever production company um, was responsible for Freddy vs. Jason, technically, despite the Friday the 13th rights lawsuit, apparently has the rights to make a Freddy vs. Jason 2. They're just choosing not to because of the rights issue. But they're fucking dumb. Right, but there is a there is an option right now. Like if if they decided, hey, we want to make Freddy versus Jason two, they could start production today if they wanted to, and be in like completely legal, like be legally safe. Crazy, weird. But my question that I pose to all of you guys is, which horror franchises would benefit? from going to space are we just doing horror franchises i pitched it as horror if you have something else i'm more than willing to entertain anything else i'm not Why picky don't you start us out i'm not picky all right yeah, leave, leave us off homie i will uh and because the timeline parentheses s timelines of this uh, franchise are not convoluted enough all right so let's say we're in a world where the uh, the uh, we've opened up the fact that Mars is now inhabitable, and so we're sending families to Mars, right, to populate and build up colonies and all this stuff. So we have we have a nice family, single mom with her kid, going. To help uh, populate and, uh, you know, colonize Mars. And they pack up all of their belongings. And they're getting ready to go. And before they leave to get on their rocket ship, the kid says, Oh, wait. I almost left my good, gall, my, my good guy doll behind. And the kid runs over, grabs his good guy doll, and they get on the rocket ship. They get on the, the, the ship to go to Mars. Then turns into what is essentially alien, but with Chucky. Child's play in space. 
There's nowhere to run, nowhere to hide when you're on the ship, and Chucky's coming for you. In, in all honesty, I'm, this is one of those franchises I'm like truly surprised didn't go to space. Um, yeah, it's a... how bad, like, <laughs> considering how bad, especially because it definitely felt like the throw everything against the wall and then fuck it, let's go to space time. Because good god, Seat of Chucky is almost unwatchably bad. Yeah, it's pretty crap. Like it's it's pretty damn terrible. Uh, I just thought of um, you know what what franchise can I make even more convoluted? Now that they have two concurrent timelines that are apparently both correct and accurate and being updated, let's add the idea of space and a a world where uh, we we don't uh, Earth is old news, man. And uh, you could even get to the point where they crash land the rocket ship and they're on Mars in the little colony. And, uh, you know, the kid manages to escape the rocket debris. But, uh, you know, Chucky can't die. He's a doll. So he doesn't need oxygen. He doesn't need all the stuff that uh, people do. So now you add in this extra element of... Not only do you have to survive this killer doll, but like he can be outside in zero gravity and zero oxygen, and you can't. Bum bum bum. Yeah, would this be Voodoo Doll Chucky or Terminator Chucky? Um, it would have to be Voodoo Doll Chucky. Okay. It would have to be old school Voodoo Doll Chucky. Makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, that's my uh, um, that's my I, pitch. I have, I have a joke answer, like a half joke answer, uh, and then a serious one. I don't know what you want to hear first. Uh, All look. my answers are jokes, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well then let me pitch. Uh, it's a little something. And me and a good friend of the uh, the show, Buscelli, uh, uh, no longer with us, used to joke about on long road trips. <laughs> yes, yes. First, we made you afraid to go back in the water. <laughs> then, we made you afraid to go to SeaWorld. <laughs> but we left for Bruce the Shark, a.k.a. Jaws. Space. Yes. Just when you thought it was safe to go back in zero gravity. Uh, Don't know Space Jaws. It's not, it's not safe to go in zero gravity. <laughs> I know <laughs> what you're thinking. John... How could a shark survive in the cold vacuum of space? They have to breathe. Right. To which I say, aha, old timey space helmet. <laughs> to which you say, but John, if it's a big bubble over the shark, how is it supposed to eat people? And I yeah. say, that's the joke. <laughs> that's the joke. That's why it's a joke answer. God, I love uh, that answer. <laughs> I wish I'd written down half of the shit we came up with for what Space Jaws was. All I remember is a hammerhead shark because that's different. Uh, and and has a giant old timey space helmet and stalks people on the Amity space station. That's as much as I remember. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, space jaws, universal. You can make it happen. Yeah, you got you got to make all of those happen before uh, Back to the Future Jaws nineteen comes true next year. <laughs> so uh, uh, you got yet like fifteen more to go. So uh, let's let's friggin' do this, space jaws. Let's make it happen. Well, it's 
don't let sci-fi hear you. Uh, otherwise, <laughs> they will churn out like 18 Jaws movies between now and then. If they do, do remember, we're suing them. Do you remember a few years back, we had the Back to the Future Day, where we reached the day they go to in the future? Yeah. Uh, one of the things they did to celebrate that is because, again, like, like you pointed out in, in Back to the Future 2, he sees the trailer for Jaws 19. Yeah. So they came up with fake posters for Jaws 5 through 18. Yeah, because it was part of that trailer, right? Yeah, yeah, they did that was fake trailer. Yeah, hilarious. And uh, yeah, oh, I'll just go on record as to say I remember and cherish most of that day. <laughs> it's part of that day that uh, still sticks in my craw a little bit, but we'll, we won't talk about that. We won't talk All about right. that. Uh, Peacock already knows my first answer, mm-hmm. and it's a good one. I'll admit this one's kind of low-hanging fruit because, as John said it, this feels more like an inevitability. <laughs> they started off stealing DVD players. Stealing fucking DVD players. <laughs> <laughs> and now, they're ha- now they have remote-controlled subs with nukes on them and super soldiers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, hey, of hey, course, remember. the logic- yeah, the logical thing is to take the Fast and Furious franchise to outer space. Yeah. They used to steal DVD players. <laughs> Man, times are changing. Crime is evolving. Now they're going to steal DVD players in space. Because, because <laughs> if, I can, if, if I can run a parallel here, if you remember, the Foot Clan in the original Ninja Turtles movie were just stealing home electronics. By the second movie, they were just fucking all kinds of shit up. <laughs> The direction you can do whatever you need. It was, uh, so I thought, yeah, as soon as this idea got pitched, yeah. I was like, space. Yeah, no, that's so what's, perfect. What's the punny title for Fast and Furious in Space? Oh, gosh. Um, I'll think about that one. Uh, okay. I'm disappointed you already have one. Yeah. Yeah, what the fuck? Yeah, I, I, I got nothing. <laughs> well, uh, Good thing all I can it's... think of is re-entry, and that's just a uh, whole different subgenre. Of <laughs> Ready? Fast and Furious in space. Good thing space is a vacuum, because this is going to suck. <laughs> there you Flash go. Just <laughs> <true>. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Never mind. It's too meta, yeah. <laughs> too honest. Because honesty is not uh, what the Fast and Furious franchise is known for. It's about family. Oh, got it. Uh, Fast and Furious Space Race. Yeah! Yeah! Oh, there you go. Damn it, that was good. That was clever. Yep. Fast so it's a like... 1970s Charger with some solid rocket jet boosters <laughs> yeah. on the back of it. No, it's a it's the Mars rover with a jet. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah. But with a Hemi in it, right? Because, because yes, yeah, just, yes. just because. <laughs> so it's a Martians uh, on an alien planet that are driving racing, and all of a sudden, a seventies Charger with a Hemi pulls up next to it. The window rolls down. It's Dom. <laughs> and because he forgot to turn his little uh, his voice box on because he's in a fucking spacesuit. Exactly. Uh, call is universal. We work cheap. Yep, yep. We, we're ready and waiting by the phone. You know, for some reason, <laughs> they can just have ready. that one. I don't. I don't even want to be associated with that. One. <laughs> pretty bad. No, uh, like I said, Denry Carr. Like I feel like the way this 
like that's an inevitability. Yeah. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, that's coming. And just remember, you heard it here first, and we're going to tag this one so that when it comes back, we're going to tweet at them and post at them and tell them we're waiting for our check. 100%. We're waiting for our royalty check. Fantastic. It's way better than my idea. But... Well, what's so, your idea? <laughs> so it's a long and storied franchise that we may have forgotten about. Um, I kind of grew up watching it on USA and sci-fi every once in a while. Um, we've been everywhere from out West to back in time to modern day with Jamie Kennedy. But I really think if we, if anybody wants to go to outer space, it should be tremors. I had that written down and I thought (laughs) space tremors, space Space tremors. Yeah. Uh, but only if you bring Reba McIntyre back as Heather Gummer, because she's (laughs) what's been lacking in the last five movies. So, yeah, that's what's been missing. The sassy Southern Bell in space. So it's a drilling platform on the moon that starts getting attached by rude creatures. And there's only one Yeah, man and then all of a job. sudden, yeah, all of a sudden, Burt Gummer shows up out of nowhere <laughs> like the motherfucker is still alive and now he's an astronaut. Yes. And a souped up moon buggy with a World War II quad 50 uh, aircraft uh, uh, anti-aircraft gun mounted to the back of it because he can. So what you're yes. saying is he would be a driller that would be trained to be an astronaut to well, fight the trippers. It's yes. easier to train Burt Gummer to be an astronaut than to train astronauts to fight driveways is what I'm saying. Uh, Obviously. Uh, I mean, I'm just saying... There you go. Yep. <laughs> sorry. I knew you were going with that. Yeah. Yeah. That was where I had to go. I'm sorry. That's going to be a fun let's watch. Yeah. I can't Look wait for me that. And shit. Julian complaining the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to balance out. Yeah. It will. So belligerently drunk. Because I'm going to yeah. just, I'm not going to be able to say much because I'm just going to have a raging boner the whole time. So it's going to balance out. Don't worry. But Julian, they put a minigun on their space rover just for you. Yeah. Because there's I know. no I other fucking reason out. to have it on there. Power between my legs. So I completely <laughs> get it. Wow. Steve Buscemi is my spirit animal in yeah. that movie. Well, so. yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Think we'll get Robert. natural pay out of this? Mm. <laughs> None of them want to pay taxes again. Uh, ever. Nope. <laughs> ever. Such yeah. a good movie. It's so good. <laughs> Flanagan. Uh, all right. Uh, so, as part of this new uh, space exploration program, allow me to set the stage for you. There's a young, up and coming astronaut that goes by the name of Michael Lutz. Oh. And I know what you're probably, I know what you're probably thinking. Ah, that name doesn't really mean anything to me. And uh, he. He's, he's, you know, this young up and coming astronaut. He's been working through, uh, I'm, I'm trying to get the exact street address. Hold on. Um, and, um, so he's, he's this young up and coming, um, astronaut who's, who's just acing all of the tests. So they, they, he's of course going to be the one to, uh, lead the, the, 
Mars exploration or whatever planet exploration, just getting out into space. And he always carries his uh, prized, cherished necklace that he carries, uh, that he's had since he was a kid growing up at 112 Ocean Avenue. Uh, because as the Amityville horror movies have taught us, it's not necessarily just the house that's haunted, but it's also the objects inside of it. Uh. So, by bringing his haunted whatever thing he's got, whether it's a picture of his family or a necklace or something from his past, on board with him, the ship becomes haunted with the poltergeist activity that we know and love from the Amityville Horror series. Amityville Horror in Space. And the only people who can stop it are the Warrens. <laughs> so it becomes a spinoff conjuring in space. Yeah, the only people <laughs> that can stop it are the uh, the snowball artists, the uh, the fakers. <laughs> uh, Elaine and whoever the fuck Warren. Um, I don't even give a crap what their names are because they're a bunch of frauds. Uh, but... But their movies are great. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, that's what happens is there's a cursed object that gets brought on board and uh, chaos ensues. I'll even give you the ending. They find the object and they throw it out the chute of uh, the, um, the, the, the spaceship. And as it travels through space, it lands on an asteroid that just happens to be headed directly for Earth. <laughs> and it lands on someone's front yard and they go, well, what's this? And they pick up whatever the artifact is or the, uh, the, the, the asteroid that is now haunted. And they bring it inside because it's a cool little artifact and the cycle just continues. Isn't that the ending of Jason X? Well, sort of. Okay. Sort of. Like, he falls through the thing. It's not, like, a cursed thing that the cycle keeps going. Like, he oh, okay. falls. Sorry, he falls sorry, through. No, sorry. it's it's fine. It's, it's, okay. it's close right. enough. Totally different. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's, it's, it's close enough that it's pretty much the same. <laughs> but that's no. that's how Amityville continues. Haunted House in Space would be awesome. Um, for more evidence, see Event Horizon. Yeah. I don't care how you get them there, but yeah, ghosts in space. I'm all right. Because we know ghosts in space. Ghosts on Mars, not so much. Ugh. In space. Daddy Mars, though. <laughs> Big Daddy, Daddy Mars. Mars. Ghosts on Mars put me to sleep. Ghosts in space are pretty <laughs> awesome. Ghosts on Mars put you to sleep twice. It really put did. All of us to sleep. It really yeah. did. I forgot how boring that movie is. Yeah. It's fucking boring. That's why I'll never buy it again. <clears throat> Anything else for uh, Amityville Horror Space? Amity, no. hold on, I'm trying to spin it into a space thing now. <laughs> um, I got nothing. I'm on a yeah. punch today. Yeah, it's okay. Well, the series has become trash so, at this point, so. Yeah, well, it's one of those things where, like, you can throw the name Amityville in a movie like tangentially tie it to that franchise, even though it has fuck all to do with it kind of thing, kind of a, uh, uh, night of the living dead, return of the living dead kind of thing. Yeah. Just kind of, it has just enough name recognition that you can slap it on a title yeah. and, and somebody will be like, Ooh, Amityville. Okay. You know what they need is an Amityville, Amity Island, Jaws, Amityville crossover. Ah, uh, Yes. Ghost of a killer shark. <laughs> what, have on, we, what have we become? What have we become? Ghost shark. <laughs>
Oh wait, Safi already did. Yeah, that. they did that one already. Isn't that the one where the ghost or the ghost shark comes up the toilet? Yeah. Yeah. What the so. hell, man? They, they have to shoot it with like CO two paintballs <sighs> to freeze it because that's a thing. Yeah. Anyway, um, my serious choice, uh, and again, I was half serious about Space Jaws, and that if someone makes that movie, I'll watch it. But this this one is like my serious. This is like my. Uh, it's a franchise that started with good intentions and then very quickly became dog shit. Uh, but I feel like enough time has passed. Um, the last film in this series came out in 2007. So we're at this point 12 years removed from. So I feel like it's time we can start over afresh. Um, also, both of the franchises that this series spins off of are in not such great places right now. So once again, this could not only be a cool spinoff uh, uh, collaboration thing, it could also kickstart both of these franchises. I'm talking about the franchise that always should have fucking been in space, Alien vs. Predator. Yup. Mm-hmm. Don't give me an old mining base in the or a fucking Mideast, uh, uh, middle-class town in Colorado. I don't give a shit about that. It's Alien versus Predator. <laughs> Why the fuck was this franchise not in space to begin with? Uh, and I'll even do you one better. Just go take the uh, the Noguchi trilogy from the books. Uh, Alien vs. Predator Prey, Alien vs. Predator Hunter's Planet, and Alien vs. Predator War. Make those movies. You were going to do it back in the 90s. And then Paul W.S. fucking Anderson came and rewrote everything. And we, we went from adapting a really beloved novel that kind of kickstarted the whole Alien vs. Predator thing to in the Arctic. Um, but this franchise failed from the beginning. It never embraced the roots of Alien or Predator. The first one came out and it was PG-13. It was boring, which this franchise should never be. Uh, so do it right. Give it a hard R. Adapt the book trilogy into a movie, and for the love of God, put it in space. It deserves a fair shot because it never really got one. That yeah, that is true. It absolutely. That's one of those that like on paper you read it, you're like, that's an absolute home run, and then you watch the movie and you're like, how did we get here? Mm-hmm. Like how Paul W S Anderson how is how we got there. But yeah, the the Alien franchise is not such a place. Uh, that franchise is not doing so great right now either. So this could, you know, if you do it right, you could kickstart Fox. I mean, Diz, um, Diz Fox. Whatever you are now. Disney yeah. under the name of Fox so they can still make R-rated movies. Yeah. Basically, yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I guess I just went low-hanging fruit and went with, like, things I feel are inevitable. And because I'm me, I, I will admit I, I kind of cheated on this one. And it's not a movie franchise. Oh, there? Ooh, what is it? Um... So, I decided to look in things that are franchises and... Look at things that have just a lot, and this one has done a lot, and a lot of it hasn't worked. Uh, they've handled 
politics to the apocalypse to um, mental institutions. Oh, and nice. Again, like this is inevitable at some point, but American Horror Story. Yeah. The show's gone so far over the fucking shark anyway that they could do it. Like, is, I, I feel like I go shark? through. <laughs> yes. I feel like I go through this every season with American Horror Story where I see like trailers for it. And I'm like, oh, that looks awesome. Then I watch like three episodes. And I'm like, oh, fuck this. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, like, I'm really like... like the 1984 thing sounds awesome, but. Eh. It's just like Nip Tuck, man. It jumped the shark in like episode two. So, yeah. Our expectations, I don't know. Yeah. I just like with American Horror Story, like I'll watch the first episode and I'm like, oh, this is going to be really good. And then I like the second episode a little bit less. And then I like the third episode a little bit less. And then I like the next one a little bit less. And then a little bit less. And then finally I'm like, yeah, I just, I'm over this. I thought, like, because I think I've, I've watched all of season one. I watched all of season two, then which everyone says is supposed to be, like, one of the best seasons. I dropped off Freak Show after, like, three episodes. Yeah, that one was crap. Almost all of Hotel, and I've bitched about why I hate that so much. Mm. And was it Hotel? And then, like, the one that was done, like, a docudrama had like Rolling such Oak? a cool idea but then like yes like it 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 seemed like a cool I concept love Oak. I, I i like that's one of the ones i feel like i gave an unfair shot i watched two episodes and i was like it it kept on taking me out of it going back to the other stuff because like there was a whole bunch of creepy shit in there uh i watched all of cult and it started off with a really cool concept and then like i really hated that everything just tied back together to the one thing I really wanted it to be just like separate fucking weird ass cults and because it's I think it's based in LA so it's like that's a place that would have several fucking weird cults going on at the same time yeah it would it probably does right now and then I watched Apocalypse for like three or four episodes and was kind of done with that too as soon as I saw uh, shit the actress from Misery what's her name Kathy Bates Kathy Bates as soon as I saw Kathy Bates get shot and the fact that she was a robot I was like you know what Fucking no. <laughs> nope. So what's your story for space? I'll, I'll put in the same half-assed like, effort they do. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, Two of the people are married on the space shuttle. One of them has been sleeping with someone else, and they devise a plan to kill the husband. The husband knows about it all along. Blah, 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 blah. Weird shit starts happening, and for some goddamn reason, they're aliens. Thirteen episodes. Oh, okay. Order it. Yeah. Done. Let's go ahead and extend Ryan Murphy for six more years. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, like Ryan Murphy's almost at the point where he like, like I think he just likes the smell of his own farts. He just throws shit at a wall and sees what sticks, and. uh it just gets more ridiculous and ridiculous. I mean, didn't he do Nip Tuck too? Wasn't he like the creative mind behind that? Uh, you're three seconds ahead of me right now because I'm checking that like <laughs> as we speak. Because it 
as well. Yeah, of course. It all makes perfect sense because, I mean, he, literally every season of that just got progressively dumber and weirder, and then he tried to tie it all back, back together and couldn't do it. I get what you're saying. Um, I, my favorite season, I love, I'm love. i one of the few people that loved Roanoke. I've seen every single episode of every season. Um, it, but space would be fucking awesome. Yeah. Only if... Uh, they somehow bring in Rick and Morty's sex robot that if you impregnate it, it turns into like the giant aggressive creature thing. That would be fucking awesome. There, of course, there's going to be a sex robot, but how do you, what happens when you have sex with it? And that's what I want to know. There's always a sex robot. He's going to play it. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> is. Why not? I'd watch two episodes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a shill. I'll watch the entire fucking season. <laughs> I'm so invested at this point. I, well, I say that, but then I, it'd be like Walking Dead. Like I, I watched everything for like, and then just quit like cold turkey and, haven't, and never picked it back up. Well, then I'd be coming to an end soon. The comic is done at issue 190 yeah today as of today yeah. the comic that's out today is the last one i can't really he, i can't yeah. believe he didn't hobble along for seven more issues and make it to 200 yeah i'm like 15 if issues behind at least so like i'm getting there but uh um i heard part of what happened but not all of it so i'm gonna check it out just because like i'm i'm with the comic from like issue 10 so like i've been in it for so long that like now i have to just see how it ends i'm literally just looking it up right now don't you spoil anything for me i mean i'm not going to <laughs> i know you for won't. me i know you won't you're not a butthead like that just not yeah. on this particular yeah, not subject. not to me <laughs> to other people you are but not to me julian what you got I, I, I'll be honest, I didn't prepare very well. <laughs> like When you said horror, I, you know how I used to just kind of sit in the background and just be like, mm, I don't know, sure, I'll listen to you guys talk about it. It was just kind of one of those things. I'm not as big of a horror fan as you guys. Like, Tremors was always a favorite, and that one would be cool in space. And then I got to think, like, everything else that I really like is already in space, you know, like Rick and Morty and Star Wars and all this other crap. And I'm like, what else could be in space when it would where it would make sense? Anything. I'm a failure, and my family should be ashamed of me. No, <laughs> no. I mean, Marvel's already in space. DC's in space. Like it just okay. okay. Am is in space. Like I just don't. Okay. I don't know what else to fucking. All right, I got, I got you, Julian. Yeah. I got yeah. you. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, sell me. In the far future, in space, mankind has moved on to different planets, but they're all warring. And 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 uh, blah 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 blah. Space Vikings. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I would totally watch I was that. going somewhere and I might have felt I was like fucking Space Vikings just <laughs> do it like uh that show on Netflix, The Norsemen, where it's almost like <laughs> they talk like in modern language and they're like arguing about semantics and like it's the dumbest shit I've ever seen, but it's absolutely hilarious because every once in a while like a dude will just cut another dude in half <laughs> and then they'll be like super polite and talking about like I don't really understand this whole slave relationship. Do we get paid? <laughs> <laughs> Be awesome. 
Uh, I was gonna pitch Predator with Vikings, but that's basically Outlander. So go, <laughs> go watch Outlander. Or hey, once we do Alien versus Predator and revive the franchise, maybe we'll do a thing Predator movie and we can see Predator fight some Vikings. I don't know. Ooh, that'd be fun. As that much as cool. I love Vikings, I don't think they'd do. I think they'd get their ass whooped by the Predator. Well. The predator would scale down, you know, to to match the prey. He he wouldn't go at him, you know, like guns blazing. I mean, I would. If I, it'd be like one it's punch, a... man. I would just go in there and hit the fucking thing <laughs> one time, and then go back and play video games. Like just fuck it. Uh, watching One Punch Man today, and I was just like, this show is so ridiculous. Like, because <laughs> Saitama's barely in it, and season two, like every once in a while, there will be. An episode and it's got like this giant villain that it's whipping all the class S superheroes asses and he just like wakes up from a nap <laughs> and like punches it and he's like you guys want to go get food or something it's just <laughs> shit ever i love it any other franchises that should go to space i've got uh two honorable mentions lay them on us all right so as we're exploring space, these I got two two kind of joke ones, and then one that would be a bit more serious. Um, I'll go through the joke ones real quick. Uh, as we explore space, we need law enforcement, right? How, what better space cop than RoboCop in space? All right. Yes. Space RoboCop right. done. Um, while we're uh, we're sending people and animals uh, to colonize a planet, um, what animal sneaks on? on the uh, rocket ship and isn't supposed to be there. Uh, babe, a pig in space. There you go. I thought um, you were going to get critters. Okay. No, no. Uh, a, uh, a T-Rex and it'd be like Jurassic <laughs> Park in space. Yeah, it's like Noah's Ark, but uh, Babe from A Pig in the City goes into space. Because <laughs> what's, after, what's after going to a big city? Space. So Babe, a pig in space. Um, but my real, my real answer is kind of, uh, uh, this is my last one, is uh, it's sort of like Alien, uh, but what would happen if the people from Alien ran into another ship that was empty, and so they decide to go through, it's a government ship, and so they start to go through the security tapes and it ends up basically being a found footage space hoarder paranormal activity. I'm all for a haunted house in space. So you yeah, so it was, it was kind of a spinoff of the yeah, Amityville. It was kind of like it kind of came with the same uh, the same thought. It was it's basically the same thing. So it was only like a half pick. But uh, yeah, Robocop, Babe, uh, and... Um, Paranormal activity are my honorable mentions. I mean, you got a jetpack in part three, so strap on. It's It's there. I'm definitely on board with paranormal activity. I think it'd be kind of cool. It would be very like alien, but through like security cameras, which I think would be kind of fun. But so that's all I got. I'm tapped out, tapping out like a drunk man. I'm done. Well, let's talk about like horror in space. It really makes me want a Dead Space movie. God, yes. Yeah. And not like that shitty one that they gave us. The anime? Yeah. Oh, the animated one? Yeah, that one did suck. That one's a pile of dog turd. 
as long as it's based on one and not two or three, it'll be fine. Yeah, you just need number one. That was the best one. It was amazing. That's the game that I want remastered. All of gaming. Gosh, so good. Is what? Uh, you're looking for Nicole in the game. First name. If you take the first letter of every chapter, it spells Nicole is dead. Oh. Spoiler. Yeah, and that is a uh, that's a <laughs> wow. That's a deep cut for uh, for. Because when did that game come out? Like, 07, 08? Uh, uh, maybe. Yeah, because I guess the 360 came out in, what, 05? Yeah. 04? Damn. 05, yeah, so I think it was 06, 07. I hope somebody is like, holy shit, I never... And then they're, they're, they're right now, they're going back to look. Like, they're looking it up on, like, uh, you know, not IGN. They're looking it up on a reputable video game website. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> And they're they're looking up and they're going, holy shit, that long haired guy is right. <laughs> First time for everything. That, yeah. Damn, that hippie knows his video game. <laughs> it's true. Well, if we don't have any more franchises that want to go in space, I'm telling you, I can tell you that uh, you can hear more times that we were right. The long-haired one, the American one, the nerdy bearded one, and me. Uh, at various times being right in the vault, in the archives, by being a member of the Talk Nerdy to Me, Just the Tip Club. Hey! Hey! hey. So there's a pinned post on our Facebook page that is all about how you can join the Tip Club for as little as $1 one time. That's it. Just $1. One time. Cheaper than any song on iTunes, or most songs on iTunes. Now they're like a buck fifty, which is just a joke. Uh, we'll give you over two hundred hours of content, interviews, tournaments, top ten lists. Remember when we did the top ten genres of the eighties, and we did like the whole sequence. Yeah, all of like those ten top ten lists. Yeah, yeah, all of those in the archive. Interviews with Robert England. Interviews with Ray Parker Jr in the vault in the archive available for you special exclusive rss feed where you can access all of them on demand anytime you want to by being a member of the just the tip club as little as just a buck one dollar bob yeah and uh you know so you can we can't make like literally we cannot make it any cheaper. We tried. Um, we cannot make it any cheaper. And um, so, uh, you know, you know what we always say? Come on, you. Cough up a buck, you cheap bastard. Come on. <laughs> cough up a buck, you cheap bastard. <clears throat> 200 hours of additional content. Guest hosts. Remember last summer when we did Where in the World is Julian? For like two months and we had guest hosts come in all of those in the archive it's crazy there's like 250 episodes in there live shows yeah the uh the haunted ween interview after the movie oh my gosh like so much content that's it 
for a buck. Now, good wholesome family fun. It is. It is. Uh, the next thing that we've got that's uh, coming up. I think we're gonna have um, uh, our live show in. When is it? Is it in October? Mm-hmm. That'll be October 11th, 12th, and 13th. Ooh. Where's that going to be? Fantastic, historic downtown. Wool, <clears throat> <clears throat> Kentucky. Yeah. <laughs> At the Imaginary, uh, Imaginary <laughs> Convention. Yeah. Uh, you can check out all the details at Enter the Imaginary. Tom, you can see all of our pretty faces as guests. Yep. Because we're all going to be there. Um, yeah, check out the amazing list of panels and uh, workshops and things going on. Uh, find something you like. Sit in. Have fun. We'll be there. We'll be doing uh, how to do how to do a podcast. So we'll all be there in attendance. Um, yep. <laughs> in notes. <laughs> uh, there'll be a panel of cosplay, how to turn your hobby into help others uh we'll be doing a debate uh sort of panel about the uh, benefits and pitfalls of screen accuracy in cosplay um so we'll all just be there giving the uh the host of that panel uh, a hard time just hacking the shit out of grit bring your um, tomatoes yes <laughs> yeah here's a preview fuck you grit <laughs> <laughs> yes i have a question fuck you uh, it's more of a statement but fuck you for pointing that out <laughs> Uh, I, b- I believe we have a weather alert too, oh, don't shit. we? Yeah, we could have that. Do you want me to? Do you want me to do it? Oh yeah, definitely. There are way too many storms out. I think we need to have a weather All alert. Right. If, if in case you've been uh, in case you've been uh, looking at your weather uh, and you need to, you need an update, we have breaking news. Weather alert! Fuck you, Chip. There it is. Never gonna get sick <laughs> of that. In case in case you need a weather alert, in case you need an update, breaking news. Uh, but yeah, there's going to be panels. There's going to be uh, now. Uh, I, I've heard rumor uh, now. Before I put the graphic together, because uh, well, before I have our our uh, top notch art department put the uh, graphic together, um, I believe there's going to be a talk nerdy to me live show. Uh yeah, let's get into that. Yes, there will be on I believe Saturday evening at you know, either eight or nine o'clock. Uh, there will be a talk nerdy to me live show. Uh, 18 or older to attend. All right. Passes there stays there. Yeah, because um, uh, uh, yeah, we may have some uh, really good prizes to give away and some really great sponsorships from our. Uh, uh, we're working out the details right now in our uh, iheartstamos at gmail.com email um, for uh, some sponsorships for some 18 and older giveaways as part of that that uh, that live event. So. Uh, be ready for that. My only question is, is producer to the stars, Tony Rhodes going to be there with all his fancy lights and shit to make us look good again? Uh, I don't know, uh, but we're going to have plenty of equipment uh, because there is the potential to uh, make a uh, pay per live stream. Maybe, maybe. Mm. So um, uh, we've got some, some uh new stories some um some classic stories with different spins on them that you might not have heard we've got some games we've got some uh prizes to be won it's going to be an epic show there's zero reason 
why if you're listening to this, you are not going to be there. You should be there. Tickets are on sale now. Enter theimaginarium.com. You can get single day passes or you can get a much better deal. And I mean, all the tickets are reasonably priced anyway, but you can get a better deal. You can save money by getting a weekend pass. If you've ever wanted to do, you know, a create something, whether you want to, uh, you want to get better at art or writing or podcasting or cosplaying or whatever kind of creative outlet you have, this is the place to do it. It's going to be awesome. We're excited. It's going to be a good time. It's Julian and I will probably be drunk most of the weekend. Yeah. Uh, well, that's a guarantee. Yeah, there's, which, uh, there's no doubt about that. By the way, I don't know when uh, any of you three are going to be together because let's break the fourth wall here. You guys live in the same town and I don't. Same city. I don't. <laughs> Wait, um, what? I know, right? Uh, at some point, as soon as possible, I need a, uh, a, a decent promo picture uh, with an easily erasable background of Julian. <laughs> for the poster oh yeah because, like, yeah, because yeah. i have i have promo pictures of everybody except for julian but i need to put him on the poster or i need our graphics department to put him on the poster so i need a <laughs> uh i need a a photo of julian uh that i can uh that, that i can pass along to the graphics department to photoshop into the banner because uh um i've got uh got the design i've already talked to them about the design i know how we're gonna do this but I need a photo of Julian. I need a good, like, you know, against a plain background that can be easily erased and added in because it's going to be a good picture. I don't care what the pose is. Come up with whatever pose you want. But, uh, yeah, then we can start uh, putting the graphics up and uh, really start so, selling this. If you're listening at home and you have a great picture of Julian with the erasable background, yeah. you send that to you. I heard stainless at Gmail. <laughs> send it because if I don't get one, and uh, if we don't get one in the email address uh, in the next couple days, I'm going to need one of you three to take one. You guys are going to have to get together at some point and take one and pass it along to the email address. I don't see you guys in person. What the fuck? I know, right? We're not really friends. We can't stand each other. We're just here. For you want to go to Roosters and hang out? All right. <laughs> Shamrocks. Yeah. <laughs> It's like uh, Seinfeld. Can't stand ya. We get stoned and leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! But no, seriously, send me a promo picture. <laughs> no, but seriously, I, I really, I really need a picture. Yeah, like seriously, I need one. Um, uh, I've, I've got uh, the graphics department has a, a spot in the in the graphic for you. Um, all right, Julian, reach to your left but, and grab the nearest firearm. Reach to your right yes. and grab the nearest alcoholic beverage. Yes. And have Carrie take it's a perfect. picture. It's perfect. Yeah, that'd be perfect. So I assume you're wearing nothing but American uh, short shorts right now? Yep. So I hope you're so. already in the proper attire. <laughs> mm -hmm. Wearing my, uh, my MAGA shorts and a MAGA hat right now. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> oh, shit. So, yeah, that's our, our next upcoming live appearance. Um you know, we've got uh, we've got some stuff in the works coming up for that that's going to be exciting. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. And uh, it's going to be close enough that there's no reason why I shouldn't see everybody's smiling faces sitting in, a, in the audience. Well, fucking um, yes. Maybe some special guests. I don't know. Yeah, it's still in the works, so anything could happen. Maybe. Point. I don't know. I'm no doctor. I don't play one on TV. I don't know. 
but uh, <laughs> there's definitely going to be some surprises and some fun. How much time do we have set aside for the panel? I believe it's an hour. Oh, that's it? Oh, man. We have to cram a lot of stuff into an hour. If, unless there's nothing scheduled after us, and then it's all bets are off. Yes. <laughs> we'll go all night. I don't care. Mm. I'm good for like... Me for a good minute, 20. Yeah. yeah. Well, and then <laughs> so that'll just give us 57 minutes to cuddle. <laughs> and then they got to no, get. I just want to rub your feet for an hour. <laughs> and so. then they'll have to come in with the squeegee and clean up the room for the next panel. Uh, yeah, so there's. Uh, it's 18 and older. Uh, condoms optional. Black lights not allowed. No, definitely not. Yeah, do not bring a black light for in everyone's there. benefit. Yeah, it's going to be gross. Um, so, yeah, no, it's going to be a good time. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to start. Uh, here in the next uh, little bit, as it gets a little closer, now that we're into July, we're going to start announcing some stuff that will be going on at the table and at the live show. We're going to have some stuff cooking. It's going to be great. Uh, we've still got, you know, stickers and coasters and uh, other merch to give out. Uh, so we'll tell you how you can get those uh, and and more. So enter theimaginarium.com, get your tickets. Uh, we'll be posting more about that, of course, uh, as it comes up, as it gets a little closer. But uh Man, it's going to be a hell of a good time. Mm. I can't wait. But that's then. Bring us home. Yeah, that's then. Coming up now, we still got a couple of things. We got at least one big thing to talk about and probably a couple sidetracks. Obi John, tell us what we're talking about next. So this hit me like a ton of bricks uh, last week, actually, when I was trying to think of show topics last week's show, and we put it off because we wanted to make sure Julian was because it's a topic near and dear to his heart. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so, and I don't know why, but I was thinking about one of the greatest movies ever made. Uh, I'll let you know what in a minute. Don't worry, I'm going to it. Um, but it, it's, uh, there's a part of this movie that I love because it comes out of left field, and it's one of those like great setup and payoff kind of moments. Uh, that, that you didn't see coming and then it happens you're like oh shit um, kind of thing and that got me thinking of other moments like that throughout movies so we're talking about the best improvised weapons and or kills for movies and to kick it off the one that inspired this topic the movie gross point blank the actor John Cusack mm -hmm. the kill He's so let me sum up if you haven't seen it Gross Point Blank is about a hitman played by John Cusack who's having a midlife crisis and goes uh, takes a job that happens to bring him to his old hometown during his 10-year high school reunion. It is the perfect date movie because it is 50% hitman action movie, 50% trying to rekindle the romance with his high school flame, played by Minnie Driver. Uh, it also has Dan Aykroyd as a bad guy, which when the fuck do you ever see Dan Aykroyd playing a bad guy? Uh, it's a fantastic movie, but in the movie, there's another rival hitman who sneaks into the uh, high school reunion, meets up with John Cusack's character, Martin Blank, in the hallway, and they proceed to have this knockdown, drag-out martial arts fight. Earlier, John Cusack runs into a guy, really one of those annoying guys who like peaked in high school, and he's now he does he has some business. He's a lawyer or something, and he's handing out pens to everybody with his company name on him. And John Cusack, very non, you know, like oh hey, thanks for the pen, cool, puts it in his pocket, runs away, like oh god, I'm not talking to that guy. So during the fight, John Cusack has left his gunner because he's doing this whole I'm not I'm, I'm not going to kill anybody for a while. see how it makes me feel kind of thing. 
He's got no weapons. Except for the... So during the fight, he reaches in to grab a weapon, pulls out the pen, and stabs the guy in the friggin' neck with the pen, ends the fight. Um, it's just one of those, like, it's a great setup and payoff kind of comedy moment. Uh, a great improvised weapon kill. And then after after hiding the dead body in a high school uh, banner with the help of his uh, best friend, played by Jeremy Piven, uh, he walks back in to the bar of the high school union to get a drink, sees the guy again, and just goes, hey, thanks for the pen. So uh, that was my number one improvised kill. Good uh, one. Got one more, but uh, that's what kicked it off. Uh, so what do you guys got? Best improvised kill and or weapon or whatever you provide. Um, go ahead and go. Uh, the first one that came to mind when you talked about this, I, you know, I, you, you can – use weapons similar to this in some games and it's not really like the first time I'd seen it used but it was the first one that came to mind for this actor Woody Harrelson the movie Zombieland you have options on things to kill with in that movie but I'm going with <laughs> the uh, the banjo yes uh, you know he plays the little what's the name of that fucking song he, he plays the little yeah, he plays the beginning of Dueling Banjos and the zombie comes running up and he just fucking golf swings it in the face. It's, uh, yeah, it, it was such a good thing. Like, it, you know, you see it in the trailer, you see it in the movie and like you see it and basically whenever anyone's talking about zombie land, it's one of the first things that comes to mind, but it never gets fucking old. It's just always good. So yeah. Oh, it's fantastic. You gotta enjoy little things. Exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> All right. I mean, like, what a... I love it. It's hard to top a banjo. That's they even true. talked about it on that '70s show. What is Donna's dad? She's like, hey, you should hit him with a banjo. I saw a guy do that once, and he went down. Yeah. But uh, so of course, anytime we talk about uh, kills or movies or just life in general, we have to talk about a movie that involves Kurt Russell and uh, <laughs> western. And uh, it's a movie that I didn't really know a lot about, but I kept hearing about it, like hearing whispers and people kept recommending it. And I finally got around to watching it. And when I turned it on, I didn't really understand the significance of the title. But uh, evidently a bone tomahawk is like a really badass improvised weapon that you make out of like a egg or some shit. Um, and you can literally cut a man in half with it. So um, not only was that one of the like, most frightening scenes and it's not really frightening because I've seen gore but like the sound of it like a man splitting in half kind of freaked me out but I really think anytime you use like an animal bone like Samson style to uh, to murder a human being I think it's a pretty badass way to yeah that yeah, that's, uh, that's intense yeah it's real what's funny is that it's it's got really funny parts it's got really sad parts it's got really like scary as fuck part so it's it's the complete package you should probably it's, i don't know watch it on your anniversary yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a great movie like it it totally switches genres like three-fourths of the way in like most of the movie is a pretty and i don't mean this is like a knock on the movie but it starts out as like a fairly traditional western and then just out of left fucking field it turns into a straight-up horror movie it's it's a modern rendition of the searchers and then just like yeah. you said it takes a left turn at albuquerque and yeah. then it's it's like the descent almost it's kind of fucking weird yeah. 
And then the guy gets cut in half with the bow and tomahawk. Yeah. <laughs> These things happen. Pretty fucking normal. Yeah. It'll happen. <laughs> Love it. Well, uh, I'll go with my first pick, which was my number one. I'll start out. I'll start out uh, at the top. It's one of my favorites, just pure comedy-wise. What do you do when uh, you're going one-on-one with somebody who is bigger than you, stronger than you, a better fighter than you in hand-to-hand combat? You're outmatched. In just about every way, you punch him in the nuts. Uh-huh. Well, if you're the international man of mystery, you don't necessarily <laughs> punch him in the nuts. You reach for, even if it's not yours. Oh, here we go. A Swedish-made penis enlarger. That kind of thing is his bag. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what the book says. And <laughs> you just attach it and go to town, and somehow, even though it makes absolutely no damn sense... It levels the playing field and helps you kill somebody. <laughs> the Swedish-made penis enlarger is my number one best improvised weapon in film history. That is a great pick. And I <laughs> fucking love the first awesome movie. Isn't it great? Such a great just Bond spoof movie. It's so good. Like it's what about the the steamroller in Bond Aaron uh <laughs> <laughs> <that was one. laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, it's... yeah but when you started talking about random tasks on the penis enlarger i was like oh, is he gonna talk about the shoe nope. no but that didn't kill somebody <laughs> then shoe? I was like, oh, yeah honestly yeah oh it's it's, it's, Hon- it's honestly it's the dick pump no great pick <laughs> that's fantastic that's my, um, my comedy pick my next one and it's it's the last one i have on my list there's a few others i can talk about but uh this is the one that i, I had to get because of just the pure absurdity of it, um, this is another movie that I don't know why it didn't do better. It is a fantastic fucking movie. Um, Tongue firmly, and it's just a great action movie. The movie, Shoot 'em Up. Ooh, yeah. Actor, Clive mm-hmm. Owen, I love Shoot 'em Up. To kill a goddamn carrot. <laughs> yes. At the beginning of the movie, Clive Owen is a homeless parrot. He sees some shit go down. He walks over to investigate. He sees armed gunmen attacking a pregnant lady, and he goes to intervene. The only weapon he has is a carrot, and he stabs a guy right through the neck with it, takes his gun, and we are off to the races. This movie does not slow down. It is amazing. Um, if you've never seen it, go watch it right now. It's the most fun hour and a half you'll have. I remember uh, showing somebody the opening scene because um, he didn't believe me about the carrot kill. Uh, just, I was like, okay, fine. I'll pop it in and I'll show you the opening scene. We ended up watching the entire movie sit, like in one go just because like, we just got entranced by how amazing the movie is. Um, it's fantastic. But yes. And, and I believe he ends up using the carrot at least one other time during the movie. But yeah, there's I'm pretty sure at least two carrot kills. And shoot him up with Clive Owen. You, you, you might also be thinking about the part in the movie where he uh, takes the carrot and shoves it in the, I don't know, like submachine gun or whatever, and then just throws yes. the gun. To jam the trigger down, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, who knew? Carrots are just like the most versatile weapon in nature, apparently, for Clive <laughs> Owen. 
but it leads to this whole weird like Bugs Bunny metaphor of his character in the movie, and it's it's a whole thing. But uh, go watch, shoot him up, and watch Live Owen kill a guy with a fucking carrot. Yeah, yeah, it's that movie is just over the top, batshit crazy in the best possible in the way. Best way. Yeah, yes. like, yeah, yeah, the best <laughs> possible way. Flanagan, that statement's actually a really good segue into my second one because this movie is also very over the top and batshit crazy. And th- this kill is one of those things that less than 10 minutes into the movie. Um, so to follow Peacock's, um, you know, whatever. The actor, Keanu Reeves, on Wick 3 or Parabellum or whatever the fuck you want to call it, item a book uh he's fighting someone in a library and he somehow has this like hardback book that he gets he ends up shoving it in the guy's mouth and then he literally punches this book through this guy's head and it's just one of those things that you're sitting there watching and you're just like oh god oh 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 fuck that's why that's why i don't read I don't want to read because books will kill you. <laughs> books, the silent killer. And I do have an honorable mention when we get there. So sweet. I've got a couple about this if, all if day. No one uses them on their. Well, I mean, by all means, we're not done. This is only round yeah, two. Yeah, but... yeah, we're not done yet. I got plenty more. So yeah. yeah. What do you got? Uh, so this i automatically thought you were just gonna go with john wick 2 where you know the legend of bobby aga where he kills people with a pencil and i got to thinking about that like that isn't the only time a pencil's been used to murder someone so one of the best scenes in the dark knight is obviously when uh the joker shows up at the gangsters meeting or whatever and uh what's his name uh spawn sends the one of his lackeys after him to kill the clown and he murders the dude with a pencil like just Slams his face down on the ground. It, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense at the time, but kills him with a fucking pencil. Oh, yeah. it's so fantastic. Yeah, I'm going to make this pencil disappear. It just Ta-da. came out of nowhere and shows you what a lunatic he is. I mean, also, yeah. you know, the uh, the grenades help, but I think the pencil <laughs> is the more menacing part. Yeah. That's awesome. Great pick. Nothing wrong with a good pencil kill. True. Fuck no. All right. Um, well, uh, I picked a movie that I think this is like the fourth week in a row that I've managed to uh, squeeze this movie in to conversation. Yeah, no, the end. Oh. Somehow. Oh, no, no, <laughs> no, silly you. <laughs> um, where it's full of creative weapons. Uh, I could go over the uh, holy water water balloons or the cross <gasps> shotgun, but instead... <laughs> I'm going to pick Seth Gecko's jackhammer steak from uh, from Dusk Till Dawn. Oh yeah, which is a great, just crazy, out of left field mishmash weapon that is just freaking awesome when he uh, cuts the uh, the wooden stake out and puts it into the jackhammer and starts going vampire to vampire, just crushing them with this jackhammer steak just ridiculously creative so much fun uh just absurd but amazing isn't that the weapon he he killed like fred williamson with or whatever the dude you think looks like the bar rescue guy i think so yeah 
honorable mention to condoms filled with holy water. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Oh yeah. Yeah. When they... know, just that that whole last third act where it's like, hey, this must be all the stuff from those trucks outside Gosh, break yeah. them apart. And it's just like, yeah. Yeah, like the, the the kid gets the super soaker, like he fills the super soaker with holy water. Like they just yep. they start going through all like the random stuff that's been left behind, and they how they turn them all into like super creative fun the weapons. Finds the multi shot pump action crossbow in a custom <laughs> coffin case. <laughs> yes. Like, yeah. Who didn't open that shit? Yeah, so good. It's just it's so much fun. And by that time the movie's just so absurd that you just love every second of it. By that point you've already seen the cock like, revolver. Yes. Like there's just so much like at that point it's just so absurd that you can't help but just love it. And if you're on board with it at that point, you're just along for the ride and it's so much fun. And all the crazy, goofy weapons they have at this point are just amazing. Putting crosses on the end of your bullet. <laughs> Which I guess the bullet has to hit in exactly the right uh, uh, spiral to actually yeah. have an effect. Otherwise, you're shooting with an X bullet. Yeah. Which, you know. That part Don't read too deep into it, man. But yeah, sorry, like, sorry, when, sorry, sorry. I'm thinking too much. When they've got the shotgun and they put the, the, the stake through it to make the cross... And he uses it as like the pump, like like the pump action, like to pull the stake back to to pump the shotgun. Oh my god! Like the movie is just so good. I love it, and I'm I'm trying to work I'm trying to work it in every single week, and I think I'm like four in a row at this point. So far, you're so good. you're hot on my trails for uh, mentioning Big Trouble in Little China right? every week for like eight <laughs> weeks or something like that. So I'm working on let's it. Let's keep it going, man. Oh man. Um, Last one I've got. I think it's back to me again. Um, I think it's from Born Supremacy. I could be wrong on that. I'm pretty sure it's the second one. Uh, now, the whole Born series is full of Jason fighting random improvised objects. Uh, but this one was just sort of a when he grabs it, you're like, what the hell is he going to do with it? And then he does what he's going to do with it. Uh, I believe it's Born Supremacy, Matt Damon. A rolled up magazine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fucking whoops that dude's ass for the yes, magazine. He does. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah. Cause that's the scene where they're like jumping the through the really narrow windows and over like uh alleyways or something. That's a I just that whole scene is fucking badass. Yeah, that whole movie is full of you know random items found around the house used to kill somebody. a good one that is a really good one and that's it for my list because we've already talked about john waking the people yeah well uh i got well i got, got one more, more i guess i'll flush it out into uh i'll flush i'll flush out this last one flying again i can't believe uh you actually didn't say this one it's okay i got one more in the shoot uh the actor no wait Kane Hodder. Ah. Friday the 13th, part seven. Yep. <laughs> the quote weapon. Just, you know, it's it's been spoofed, and, you know, even there's even a callback to it in Jason X. He 
sleeping bag and just beats her to death across a tree. Yeah, Kate so, Hodder's uh, self-professed favorite kill in the entire series, the sleeping bag kill. Uh, it's actually a kill in Friday the 13th, the game. It's become like one of those iconic from the series. Um, you know, the, on uh, one of the DVD sets, they have some of the deleted footage of like the extended slamming. Oh my gosh, it's fun. It's so much fun. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. That's a great one. You, thank you. Thank my you. hatred of Kane Hodder uh, trumped it, though. That's why. My feud with Kane Hodder. I don't hate him anymore, but we had a feud for a long time. We did. That's how it goes, man. So go ahead, Flanagan. I've still got a few more, but I'll I'll be quick with them. All right. Uh, I my honorable mention, my short one was um, uh, Chainsaw Hand from Evil Dead Two. Uh, yep. Uh, it was an honorable mention, but um, um, and that was the one that was kind of like the uh, uh, the first one that came to mind. But I thought it was a little too easy. So uh, despite the heavy heavy foreshadowing. Um, my list is going to wrap up with uh, the only way to stop a seemingly unstoppable killing machine that only exists to eat and make baby sharks the oxygen tank from Jaws yeah. uh, when Roy Scheider is left all on his own when he thinks that uh, when he sees Quint get eaten in one of the most adorable movie moment pops I've ever seen um, <laughs> like it should not be as cute as it is um, and he, he's under the impression that, uh, Richard Dreyfus is dead. He's left all alone. He's running out of ammo up on the crow's nest and he sees that oxygen tank. Boom. Hits it. Despite the very heavy handed, uh, foreshadowing still improvised weapon, still great kill. Uh, fantastic scene. One of the best movies of all time. Another great setup and payoff. Until they start, they, oh, sorry, I was saying, until they take it to space. The best Jaws movie. <laughs> uh, they set that kill up way back when they were loading up the Orca, and the tanks get loose, and Richard Jefferson yells, "Careful, these can explode!" Yep. Like that is a that's a perfect setup and payoff. Yeah, like it's because at at the time you're like. Oh shit! Is like, is it gonna blow up and like, like that's gonna be what does in the boat? Like, is something tragic gonna happen with that? They, they, you're right. Like, they set that into play really early on, and um, the reason that that one's my uh, my cleanup hitter, my last one, is because everybody should watch it tomorrow because it will be the Fourth of July. Perfect time to watch Jaws. Do what I say. Boom. You watch that and you watch Lex Luger slam Yokozuna on the USS Intrepid <laughs> and you can go to bed with an American boner the likes of which perfect. Never before has been seen. Love it. There you go. So that's my list. It's fantastic. It's a good one. Uh, so my next one uh, kind of came from a movie that kind of, I don't know, I still think it's kind of a cult classic. Um, but for whatever reason, people like using toilets to murder people. And uh, probably my fa- probably my favorite uh, instance would be in the Boondock Saints. Yeah, uh, so the, Russian, the Russians come to uh, you know they come to kill the Reedus or the uh, the brothers. Uh, they take Norman Reedus, and then uh, Patrick Flannery has to go up on the roof, and he just chucks a full size fucking ceramic toilet at one of them, and it lands on yep. him perfectly and murders him. 
So we got uh, your serial and it crusher theory and your huge freaking Best joke guy. in the whole fucking movie. There's just this huge <laughs> fucking guy just going around just crushing people. <laughs> like you, uh, where I'm are a... you going? Fucking nowhere. Yeah. I don't know. I got a bad feeling there's going to be a whole string of these popping up all over the place. <laughs> uh, but then I can't believe anybody, nobody else mentioned this, uh, but the criminally underrated and uh, desperately needed a sequel Tom Jane Punisher movie. Oh, Paper yes. Cutter Blade. Oh, all yeah. to do in class. Yep. Exactly. Every time I cut a sheet of paper, like at work, I'm like, fuck, I could kill somebody with it. Uh, Sean I love that dead. moment too because well, hold on a the, yeah. the Tom Jane paper cut like he picks up a gun to go kill this guy in the hallway and this dude's just tortured his buddy and he he stops puts the gun back down he's like no 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 too easy grabs the paper slicer and then goes at him it's like that's a perfect moment it's like no the gun's too quick I want to make this hurt yeah oh it's just I'm gonna send a message this is all he's doing yeah, yeah. it's fantastic I love it how he like kills a guy and then he just passes out. He's like, "All right, I'm done. I'm gonna take a nap. You guys have fun." <laughs> the dead had a, had some cool improvised kills too. So um, when they're just sitting there throwing the records at people and like or at the one zombie and they're like singing and dancing, they finally get a kill with one of them. That was pretty badass. And then the, obviously they put a saw blade like on the end of a a piece of pipe and they're like swinging it and cutting dudes' heads off. So I always love Shaun of the Dead. Nah. I know it gets kind of weird at the end, but just when they're sitting there in the garden throwing records at that dude's face, I just, that's one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. Yeah. Man. Hell yeah. So, what I've learned from this is that uh, pretty much anything can be a weapon if uh, times are dire enough. (laughs) Yes. Only limited by your imagination. Right. You can have pencils oxygen tanks jackhammer stakes sleeping bags rolled up magazines rolled up magazines and even a marker maybe a marker yeah felt tip crayola you do what you want (laughs) i mean yeah you're you're in in the to defend yourself you're only limited by your imagination vinyl records do what you want it's cool you know it's it's fine so man Show. Good show, guys. That was a good list. That was a good. (sighs) Well, now, I don't know about you guys, but uh, I'm ready to uh, go light off some sparklers, go eat as many (laughs) hot dogs as I can in two minutes, and uh, uh, just, you know, just America. Like, I don't know what else to do. While you're doing that, figure out a way to kill a guy with the sparkler. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Yeah, I saw something where somebody called sparklers like angry incense. <laughs> That's good. That's pretty good. I just laughed my ass off. That's funny. <laughs> That's pretty damn funny. That's solid. Well, I think our uh, our studio time is about up. Where's our out of time sound here? Um, uh, normally we uh, we have the sorry we're out of time somewhere here. The Commander Cox coming in. Yeah, Commander Scott's going to come in and just explain something for everybody. For mess with all the knobs. Yeah, yeah, he will. He will set. He will reset all these audio knobs back to fifty percent, and then it's going to screw everything up. 
here at Talk Nerdy to Me Worldwide <laughs> Headquarters. I don't know. All right. Well, you guys have a great 4th of July. You too, buddy. I mean, Yay. Go watch Jaws, even though the beaches are closed. Only for 24 hours. Only for 24 hours. Only for 24 hours. I didn't agree to that. We're going to say what we say every week. Something. Something. There okay. it is. Thank you for being the same thing that we say every week because we appreciate everybody for listening. Appreciate most of you for listening. Yeah, I cherish most of the listeners. <laughs> rest of you, uh, little brains. Twice. We really appreciate it. Yeah. If you uh, rate us on iTunes, give us five stars or share us with a friend, we like you even more. You can even subscribe on Google Play. You could. On Stitcher, Spotify, wherever the hell else we are. Pod Chaser, Radio Public, wherever. I heard the same with the gmail.com. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs>